You're listening to Likely Story on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support. I'm one of your hosts, Shelby, and here we are with episode 17 of Likely Story. And I'm here too. It's Polly. Hey, Polly. Hey. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. How's it going? Good. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, since last time we got a cat. Yay! <laughs> it happened. Um, yep. How are you feeling about it all? Good. He's very cute. His name is Felix. He's all black. It's very fuzzy. Felix is a very original name. Yep. Felix the cat. Felix the cat. Uh, yeah, it just felt like it fit. And it's great. And he's great. If not a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's the craziest thing that he's done so far? Mm, I don't know. He does pretty well. Um, he's already like litter box trained and stuff. Though we've had one accident. I think was a spiteful thing because we were gone all day at work. Um, I have yet to see it, though. Mike has captured it on photo now that he can reach our mantle over our fireplace. Oh, wow. Um, I've never seen it. I just got up one morning and like one of the little um, like character dolls I have up there was on the floor and underneath the couch. (laughs) And I assumed that Mike did not do that to them. So um, we figured out that he could get up there. And then later that day, Mike saw him do it. But I have yet to see it. Yeah. But he just kind of goes crazy and he'll run around and he likes the laser pointer and he likes to snuggle when he's tired enough to snuggle. Nice. So he's very cute. Good. I'm glad you finally have a kitty. We did it. Life will never be the same. It won't. (laughs) Kitties make everything better. Yes. Yeah. We're crazier. But it's a good thing. Yeah. Now you want a nanny cam, don't you? Yeah, I may have mentioned that. (laughs) (laughs) So Mike, um, so we at the point of our recording this, which we'll discuss in a moment, is a little bit early for a uh, upcoming wedding that's going to happen. But we've had him for a week now. I'll be a couple weeks when you hear this. You can check social media to see if we're still alive. Um (laughs) But luckily, Mike works from home at least one day a week. And so that's been helpful because like the first um, on Monday when we were both at work for a full day, we were like messaging back and forth and we're just like, what do you think he's doing right now? Is he okay? Like, <laughs> I wish that we had a nanny cam to like see what he was up to and make sure he was fine. And Mike was just like, oh, goodness, here we go. <laughs> but then like the next day, Mike was just like, we can never leave home again because we just don't want to be gone and we miss him. So... It's been very cute, but he survives the day by himself, and he is a cat. I know, but he's still so young, so that's the hard thing to like leave him al- alone that long when he still yeah. seems so young. Because well, while they told us he was four months, I actually think he's a little bit older than that. Yeah. Um. So I think maybe by the end of September he might be six months old. Okay. What What makes you think that he's older? Well, we have vaccination records. Oh. From the end of April. Uh-huh. And like that's how they were counting four months. Uh-huh. And I highly doubt that on the day the kitten was born, they gave him four shots. 
right? Yeah, probably not. Like, because in a checklist we have, like, the first time you can do that first round of four shots uh-huh. is when they're, like, six to eight weeks old is yeah. when it's recommended. And so if that's the case, then I think he's actually going to be closer. Like, he's he's closer to five months right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... How are you determining his birthday? We have still, we still have to decide that. I have input. Okay. What is your input? So my kitties, when I adopted them, were 11 months and eight months. Um, and so I made their birthday the, the date. So like the, the 18th of, um, was there when they were adopted and then okay. the month so, like, my Rona was oh. 11 months, so I got her on um, the 18th of March, and so the 18th of April is her birthday. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, actually. It's I mean, it's the easiest. I mean, otherwise, you're literally randomly picking. I mean, you yeah. already are randomly picking, but at least it has significance because it was their adoptiversary. And- yeah. So, we had first talked about, because it... Um, April 24th is the date that we have the first shots were given. Mm -hmm. And so at first we were saying that that was his birthday. And then I like thought about it more and more. (laughs) And I was like, that's not possible. So maybe it's at least four weeks before that. And four weeks before that is Mike's birthday in March. And so then Mike just wants it to be his birthday so that he can share the same birthday. (laughs) Um, But we have not officially decided on that yet. Those were, that's my two cents. So good. That's helpful. We need something to help us just make a decision. Even if you just say that he was exactly four months when you got him, then you just forward however many months. Right. Um, Right. And then, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, we'll decide, but yep. It's fun. We'll be posting lots of pictures on social media even though I'll try to stop, I won't be able to. Don't so, stop. Deal Never with it. Stop. <laughs> I now feel less guilty sending you pictures of my kitties. <laughs> I I have noticed this. <laughs> he was Odie oh, was just so cute. He last was night. very cute. Just leaning against my leg. Yep. It's true. When I'm able to get pictures of Felix, they're usually this they look exactly the same because <laughs> he's only still enough when he's like sleeping on my leg. Yeah. So they all just look the same. Felix. But yeah. So, what's up with you? What's going on? Like, wedding and stuff? Uh, yeah, I get married in a week from today. That's crazy. Yeah. How That's- you doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, well, we really need a live feed to show your face right now. <laughs> so, the Fel- look of bewilderment happening. Felix was in the recording office, the podcasting studio, as it were, and he walks on my computer and happened to type right in our notes where we have the topic being final wedding update. Yep. And it's just a bunch of gibberish. And I said, that's perfect. <laughs> Thanks, that's exactly Felix. how you're feeling right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have like such a level of anxiety and, um, uh, anticipation and excitement. And I don't know how it's like how I can sustain. Yeah. For a week. Like, you don't think it's going to last for a week or you need to channel it because it's I need like, to channel it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll last for a week. Okay. I have no doubt about that. I wasn't, you had messaged that earlier and I didn't know if you meant, you didn't know if you could sustain this high level of like 
excitement and anticipation or it's going to like kill you because it's so powerful so you don't know how you physically will last i don't know how i can physically last for a week sorry for being unclear okay no so okay we need ways to channel it yes well you have lots of family coming in soon you have like a ton of activities planned every day i do i i've scheduled out um i'm working out every day good from now until um, until Thursday. Thursday is when things start to get a little too crazy to yeah. to do that. Maybe still try to go in the earlier morning, but I yeah. haven't. Um, and um, I, on Wednesday, so I only, it's Labor Day weekend, so we don't work on Monday. Mm-hmm. And then I only go into the office on Tuesday. Yeah. So I have one last day of work. Oh, crap. My to-do <laughs> list is so long. <laughs> It is so long. I wrote it yesterday before yeah. I left work. I had to leave early to go do the final walkthrough of the restaurant that we're renting out for the reception. Okay. Um, and, yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. I'm just realizing when people hear this, I'll be married. It's true. The wedding will have happened. It will have happened. And we still haven't figured out a way to live <laughs> podcast it. I'm just going to have to try to have some sort of report in the next episode. Yeah. So... I think that's good. We'll share some photos, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Polly gets married. It happened. Woo! Because in a week, it's going to happen. It is. Yikes. A week from now, exactly this time, <laughs> hair and makeup will be being will be happening in the girls' hotel room. That's great. <laughs> that's so fun. Okay, let's keep you distracted and channel your energy into the rest of our show. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Next up, main part of the show here. We mentioned this last episode. We have more details now. Our fall TV show bracket system of watching. Yes. It doesn't have a cool name. We need a name. uh, Um, Names are not Fall Showdown? The Fall Showdown! I like it! Done. Done. We should write that down. Okay, I'm going to write it down right Um, now. Okay, so uh, I want to list out the shows that each of us are watching, just so that folks know. Most of them, um, so you'll be listening to this on the 14th, I think, or slightly after, depending on when you have subscribed or listened to our episode. But most of these shows start after that, so you'll have a chance to kind of join with us on a few shows and be able to participate um, we're also, we can talk about this more later, but we're also creating a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash likely story show. Um, cause likely story was already taken. Damn. So slash likely story show. <clears throat> and, uh, we just wanted to have like a really solid place to have our kind of community for interaction. We get a lot of texts from friends and we get other comments on Facebook. And so I think that's where most people are active and especially with a lot of the, the fall showdown happening. We want a place for your comments. So find us on there. Um, Okay. So it's going to be me and you, Polly. Yes. And then Carolyn, our Midwest expert, um, is also going to join with us. I would just like to point out that we're all from the Midwest. That's true. But she's still still currently in the Midwest. Fair. Our Midwest correspondent. There we go. Um, I try pretty much every month to get her to move to Colorado, but it has yet to work. So for now, she is still currently our Midwest correspondent. Midwest correspondent. Um, Okay. So let's walk through 
Um, we each have five shows, <laughs> which seems crazy. I know. Please stop judging us right now. It's, I don't want to discuss how crazy this is. I just, I'm just thinking of, because some of these shows start before I'm back from my honeymoon. A couple. And I'm just, but also other, like the other fall shows, the other shows that you I watch. watch. Yeah. Um, not just new ones, but like repeat seasons or anthology shows. Um, yeah. And I'm just anticipating what my DVR is going to look like when I get home. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. Yeah. Um, great okay it'll be cool. fine i just hope you can kind of schedule a couple days when you get back to like just watch tv for 24 hours a day for probably like four days perfect i'll take off more work oh, great sounds good cool that's not possible i know okay so we each have a comedy and in the comedy of the new show comedies that we're considering um we have assigned so carolyn is going to be watching scream queens well, no, that's the comedy drama. What? It's the grinder. Oh, yeah, sorry. The grinder on Fox is the the straight comedy um, that Carolyn has. I am taking, uh, let me find it. I am taking Grandfathered on Fox, the new John Stamos comedy. Yes. It's going to be, we'll find out. And then I have Life in Pieces. Which Shelby has told me because I was terrible <laughs> and didn't have time to do any research before our TV show draft. Yeah. Um, is like the comedy version of Parenthood. That's how it was described in an article that I read. Okay. It was like the comedy version of Parenthood told in mini vignettes. Great. I don't know what that means. We're going to find out. It's only 30 minutes, so I can get through it no matter yeah. what. <laughs> it's on CBS, so yeah. that'll be good. Um, and then I, I'm just going to run down. So the other dramas or comedy dramas. So Carolyn is going to be watching Code Black, Minority Report, Scream Queens, and Blind Spot. And I have Blood and Oil, Rosewood, The Bastard Executioner, and The Player. And then I have Quantico. Life in Pieces, which we just talked about, Limitless, Supergirl, and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. I know nothing about any of these <laughs> except for Quantico because I've seen it per advertised like crazy. Insane amount, which means it's either going to be awesome or terrible. Yeah. Well, that and Blood and Oil. I've seen Blood and Oil advertised yeah. like crazy. I can't believe so, you picked Blood and Oil. Okay. So last, <laughs> last night we had like a Google Doc open with our draft and we were just going through in a snake yes, draft. A snake draft. A snake draft um, through the three of us for picks. And Carolyn, who later in this episode will be able to defend herself, so I'm going to call her out right now, <laughs> was being a judgy McJudgerson. She was awful. <laughs> so I like purposefully picked Blood and Oil on ABC because it looks like the most amazing melodrama ever. It looks like a soap opera. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> And I'm just, I'm, I know I'm going to love it. She also was hating on Quantico. She was. And I don't think Quantico looks awful. I think it has the potential to be awful. Yeah. But I don't think it looks. Yeah. And because it's the, it's the one actress. Um, yeah. Joanna from Unreal that uh -huh. we really like. So I don't know. There's some appeal to it. Yeah. It's going to be a typical 
I don't know. So typical ABC drama. But. So we have our five shows. Are there any shows that you didn't get that you're still planning on watching? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> um, basically all of them. I like, <laughs> I like finished my picks and then I was like, what was I doing? I should have been more ruthless in my picking because you let me have Quantico. I let you have Quantico knowing that I'm still going to watch it. Um, I need you guys were both really excited about Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Well, no, we're both really excited about um, Scream Queens. Scream Queens, yeah. And I know I, nothing about Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Oh, I thought I thought one of Carolyn you, is Carolyn really excited had about seen it. Something about it, yeah. She so, was wanting to trade for it, but refused to give up Scream Queens. So I, yeah, I'll probably try like a couple of the episodes of everything just yeah. so that when we're talking about them, I mean. That's 15 shows, so not all of them, but yeah. like, you know. So I'll probably watch Quantico. I want to check out Blind Spot, um, which Carolyn has. It's on NBC. And then I think, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I'll wait to see how you guys feel about them if something's yeah. like turns out to be amazing. That's, I guess, my next question is how long do we have to suffer through a bad show? I think that's going to be up to us. Because like, if, let's just say... If that, it turns out to be the zoo? Is yeah. Is what you're asking? Yeah. Because I quit the zoo. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Not wasting any more of my life on that. I already no, waste I three think, hours of my life on Bachelor in Paradise. I think that's important to note that it is so bad that you can no longer watch it yeah. and then you have to it's quit. It's not even entertaining bad. Yeah. It's just bad. Carolyn and I were also talking about, I. she has a prediction that the player on NBC she joked that it might not even get aired. Oh, really? <laughs> but that, like, there's already been concern that it's, like, going to get canceled immediately or really yeah. bad or something. Oh. So we will see. But. Oh, no. Oh, no. What you're time? getting you're getting a phone call. Is it important? It's John forgetting that we're podcasting. <laughs> I'll call him back so, later. Technically, John, we know you're important. But. <laughs> We're podcasting right now, so sorry. He's, he's hunting right now, so he probably um, got something and is excited and wants to tell me about it. We'll check in with him in a little bit. Yeah. Not on the air. Not on the air. Um, okay, so we're going to do these in kind of a bracket system of like the sci-fi shows will be against each other. Minority Report versus Supergirl. Actually, Supergirl's one I might check out. Supergirl looks kind of fun. That I didn't Carolyn get. was also hating on Supergirl. No, come on, Carolyn. She's a curmudgeon. <laughs> Oh, what you going to say about that, Carolyn? I'll uh, find out in a little bit. Yep. Um, when our Midwest correspondent joins us. Uh, so then, like, Blind Spot and Quantico will be get, um, competing. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend versus Scream Queens. Limitless versus The Player. Rosewood versus Code Black. Those are both two medical shows. So there'll be that. And then I think there'll just be a couple, like, side competitions. Um, we talked about audience voting. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll kind of give our feedback and then we'll take all of your um, consideration and, and votes um, through probably, like, the Facebook page. So uh, we'll have that. Um, oh, and then, like, the sub kind of bracket challenges are just, like, what really is going to, like, bomb the hardest yeah. or, like most ridiculous twist um we also talk about in like some of the main dramas like spot the ikea furniture yeah. that like decorated the set um or just like other funny things about just typical tropes that like happen in the tv shows yeah i'm excited yeah I except think my dvr needs to allow me to set up recordings 
I know they should be available soon, right? I would think because I I think you can go like ahead a week or two. Yeah, and so maybe they'll start. Maybe, but I know I like loaded. set up Fargo, but Fargo is already a show that exists. Yep, so it's already so, in the system to yeah. say record new episodes. Yeah, so maybe that's it. Yeah. But they have all the previews. Like when I w- looked up Quantico, it was like Quantico preview, Quantico behind the scenes, Quantico. De- I'm like, I just want the TV show. <laughs> I just want to set this to record. Set this to record so I don't miss it. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. We will. Um, okay, let's see. We should probably should we get into Mr. Robot? Let's get into Mr. Robot. All right, it's over. It's over, and what an ending! Whoa. Um, where do we want to start? I don't know. Let's talk about how well received it was. Yeah. So we all know how much I love Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Every single episode got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Every single one. Um, which is pretty insane. I think actually, I th- I'm sorry. Uh, episode 10 is not here yet. Okay. The f- Cause the finale just aired this week. After yeah. a delay. Yeah. Which we now know why there was a delay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think the reception was really well for a summer show. Um, USA is, I think, I don't know, kind of like becoming their thing to have off season. Yeah. Really great hits. Um, they do a lot of winter shows, too. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that like start in January yeah. that they're promoting now, but nothing in like the typical fall yeah. season. Um, yeah, I think it's been received really well. Like it's dark and it's I don't it's very like engaging or maybe engrossing is a better yeah. word. Um, and I th- like I attribute a lot of that to to Rami Malik. He was amazing. He is just amazing in the show. Um, I've read a couple of reviews that. And a couple interviews with him we'll post in the show notes uh, that like he is so like lighthearted and bubbly and cheerful that like people (laughs) are really thrown back when they like they've been watching the show and then they go and they're interviewing him specifically about the show. And then he's just like, hey, bubbly and fun. (laughs) (laughs) They're just like, this is so confusing because his performance is so haunting. And it almost for me, it felt like when watching it. I felt that he could only play that type of a character. Yeah. Just based on how like true the performance was. Yeah. It like made me think that that was like what he could do. Yeah. And he just does it out of like, this is somehow his life experience so much that he can play this character very well and like nothing else. Yeah. Which I don't think is probably true. I don't know. What else is he in? Oh, he's been in a I mean, he's played a lot of similarly dark things, but I don't think anything as, um, like, his role yeah. in those things haven't been, like, as big. Like, the first thing that comes up is the Night at the Museum series. <laughs> um, just for the record. Like, oh, he was in Short Term 12. Have you seen that movie? Uh-uh. Oh, you should watch it. It's very, very good. Okay. Um, yeah, it looks like he was in need for speed. Need for speed. So basically he's not been in anything real. <laughs> yeah. Like I for just, short term 12. <laughs> he just hasn't had major roles and things that I've seen him in. Um, I remember him in short term 12 now. Okay. But yeah, I think so. I think with his, um, 
the, the I don't know. I'm like, ah, it's just so good, but I also don't know how to explain it. Um, so towards the end of the series and definitely in the finale is when we really get this clear picture that he has um, a dissociative identity disorder. Yeah. And so we talked about this earlier. There's cr- the Christian Slater's character, Mr. Robot, mm-hmm. um, who we also find out is modeled after or we thought was yeah. um, Elliot, who's Raimi's character, Elliot's dad. Yeah. And there were a lot of rumors in the early reviews of each episode uh-huh. saying, like, what if the twist was that Mr. Robot is Elliot? That it's the same person and that this is like a dissociative identity yeah. disorder. And there were a lot of back and forth reviews about that. And so I know that we talked about it mm-hmm. and I hadn't originally thought that. Nope. And then for like maybe two episodes after we had talked about it and I had read those reviews, I started looking at the show a little bit differently. Yeah. Which then confirmed to me that that was not the case. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> <Because> no way. <laughs> the like early reviews are pointing out that like, oh, well, if you notice, Elliot's the only one who ever talks to Mr. Robot. Yeah. Mr. Robot doesn't talk to anyone else. Yeah. And so like... I could see that in the initial episodes. Yeah. But then like the two that I watched after that, it was very different. Like he was the only one in a scene. People were talking directly to Mr. Robot. There's that scene where Mr. Robot gets into a car with um, Tyrell. Oh yeah. And like, that's a very dramatic yes. scene um, played. I mean, I, we have to give kudos to Christian Slater for countering like Raimi's performance. Yeah. It was um, amazing. But like, there were a lot of things to me that were like, Oh no, they're definitely two separate people. Yeah. <laughs> but really, it was just Elliot by himself, by himself doing in that person. Things. And like, they show that in the finale episode. They mm-hmm. show when um, uh, Elliot's father, the or Elliot, but yeah. Christian Slater, yeah. <laughs> um, is in a scene and like Elliot throws him up against the wall and is choke holding him. Yes. And then the camera like pans, like does a wide shot and you just see Elliot choke holding, like holding himself by the neck with his hands, like in the middle of the place yeah. and then goes over. It, I mean, it's, it's I, crazy, but yeah. I didn't suspect it at all. Yeah. And you, you said in here that the creator wanted people to guess it, mm-hmm. like didn't want people to be, <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So Sam Esmail, there's an interview with the, the creator and director of many of the episodes. And he was saying that as he was writing and, and creating and the way they were doing a lot of the camera shots, the intention was that the audience would start to put it together more and more and start to figure it out. And so that the shock of finding this out for sure in the finale was not actually a shock for the audience it would be a shock for Elliot and we yeah. could just engage in how he reacts, yeah. but not be shocked ourselves. Yeah. I was shocked. <laughs> so yeah, I, think- I did not follow. And I don't, it's not, I think it was set up so that you could have guessed those things. Yeah. But I just, but it, I wasn't astute enough, I guess, to pick up on it. I don't, yeah, I don't think it was always apparent, you know, because yeah. I was even looking for it at one point yeah. and then felt like, the clues were pointing me in the opposite direction. Yeah, so felt very solid that yeah. that was not the case. Yeah. So I do, it does make me want to like go back and watch the first season. I mean, not right now, but at some point <laughs> Yeah. Um, with a very different lens. And yeah. I think that's what, that's a great TV show. Yeah. You know, 
I, I didn't get to this big twist that for some was surprising and for some wasn't, but I didn't yeah. get to that twist and then go, well, that was dumb. No, not it at makes all. me be like, I want to see how they developed that throughout yeah. this whole thing that this makes sense now. Yeah. Um, so there's that component. I think the other thing, I mean, obviously like the show initially started to be about hacking and taking down yeah. evil corp, um, which happens in the episode. Um, but the other thing that a lot of reviews and, and I've been thinking about, especially since they had to delay because of a scene that's in the finale mm -hmm. is how closely the show has been mirroring, um, mirroring Real reality. Life. Yeah. It's crazy. Like even the Ashley Madison hike, uh, yeah. hike, hack, hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they mention in there cause Elliot hacks his therapist's boyfriend mm -hmm. and finds out that he is living a double life, has a wife, has, yeah. I don't know if he has kids, but yeah. Um, yeah, he does. He has a daughter, um, had a dog that he was mean to <laughs> yeah. and, um, Elliot hacks him and basically tells him that he has to break it off with Elliot's therapist. Otherwise he's going to like release all of this information and tell his yeah. wife. And then he also makes him give him the dog, yeah. which was nice. I, I like know. flipper. That was cute. Um, yeah, so with the Ashley Madison thing, especially um, Sam Esmail in that same interview we'll post up in the show notes, but he mentions that the Ashley Madison, when Elliot hacks him, he says, like, I saw your profile on Ashley Madison. I know you're having an affair. Yeah. That's what that whole website is about. And so he doesn't actually leak or hack Ashley Madison, but, like, that line had been in the show. Yeah. And then they had... Um, and so that had been there all along before the Ashley Madison hack. Yeah, in real life. And then it happens in real life. And actually in post-editing, they went back and added the additional line in the yeah. finale for um, the boyfriend, Lenny slash Michael, yeah. to say, like, well, hacking has become a big problem. Like, what about all what's going on with Ashley Madison? And thanks to that, my life is ruined. Yeah, and she was like, I don't really. And when he was, uh, he was such a grime ball. I know. So I thought I thought that was interesting. Um, what do you what do you think of um, Angela's character development throughout? That's the, a great question because I I'll just I'll say what I so I started out really liking her and thinking yeah. that like her and Elliot's relationship was really great. Um, also, oh, the other part that I was really confused on that I didn't get was that Darlene and Elliot were brother and sister. Yeah. I didn't n realize that until she was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm your sister when he tried to kiss her. I don't think anyone her. did. Yeah. yeah. But, but it was super weird because like Darlene and Angela were, um, like going to ballet classes together and like hanging out and it like yeah. didn't make a lot of sense why those two would be such good friends. Yeah. And then you realize that Elliot and Darlene are siblings and that's why. Yeah. So they, they all grew up together. They were mm -hmm. childhood friends. Um, and you know that about Angela and Elliot yeah. throughout the series. And then Darlene comes in and is so comfortable and like mean to Elliot in a way that I think only siblings can yeah. be. Um, it's jarring. <laughs> uh, As someone who has no siblings. <laughs> um, she was just very like bold with him. Yeah. And, um, Intrusive. Yeah. And in it, like a weird it way. It didn't like it always kind of put me off to Darlene. Cause I was like, what's your deal? Yeah. Like, why are you like this? And then there was, you're right. There was, this, we, we can get back to Angela in a second, but with Darlene, there was this scene where they go, to an early morning ballet class together. Yeah. And it made 
no, no sense. sense. There was no explanation. There were no clues as to why. It just happened. Yep. They kind of talked about Elliot and then that was it. Yeah. And I like completely forgot about it till you just mentioned yeah. it. Because it at the so time weird. I was like, well, this is weird and unexplained. I know. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I'll just wipe that from my yeah, head. Yeah, I'll pretend this scene didn't happen. Yeah. Meanwhile, it yeah. makes perfect sense. I I think Angela and her character development is the one thing about the show. I just don't necessarily follow. It's strange. So she, I mean, she's a tech person as well. She worked at Allsafe, which was the company where Elliot worked. Uh Um, She seems very intelligent. Uh, The whole thing was that her mom was killed in some sort of a chemical leak or something. And so was Elliot's dad. And so was Elliot's dad by Evil Corp. Yep. And that's like something they bonded over. And her whole entire existence up until, I think, the finale was about exposing Evil Corp and getting Mm -hmm. them to make amends for killing her mom. Like, her dad is living in debt. He, like, owed money to Evil Corp for some reason. Um, Well, Evil Corp basically holds all of the debt. Yeah. Like, they're just that big of a, like, a company that they, that's just Anything he would have. And so, like, she just wanted to... To feel like she was getting something back from them, yeah. I think. And then it ends with her working for, for Evil, Evil Corp. Corp. And, it, and and witnessing the suicide that was on live air, which is um, what they were referencing to why they delayed it because of the um, killing, shooting in Virginia. Yeah. But, like, she witnesses that and she continues to go back and talk to the CEO and work for Evil Corp. And I just so don't weird. understand. And her... So, she is, like face-to-face with this man when he commits suicide um, on air. And she gets blood on her shoes. And the CEO is, like, talks to her, realizes that she was there, sees the show, sees um, her shoes, and throws down a ton of money and is like, go buy yourself new shoes. She then goes to buy new shoes and has this very bizarre interaction with the shoe clerk. Yeah. Which was out of place I think a little bit but he you know he was definitely of the side of like this company is evil why are you working for them like yeah. what are you doing I can't believe you're buying shoes after witnessing a suicide yeah and she's clearly in shock of some kind but then like at one point she goes I don't know who you think you're talking to but I'll try the Pradas next yeah and I'm like okay that's what our yeah. character is like now I it was very yeah. and the only thing I can think of is that so this is all like she goes to work for them post the huge hack that Elliot has been yeah. planning as Mr. Robot. Um, and I, the only thing I can think of is that they had a similar experience that they are both trying to deal with. Yeah. And they're dealing with it in very separate ways. Yeah. Like Elliot is trying to save the world. Yep. He hacks this corporation. He ruins like the world's financial records. Yep. And then realizes that this is not saving the world. Yeah. And she was like originally trying to take down this huge company. And then I think gives up and joins them. Yeah. Like, Oh, you're right. Maybe I should just be more cold and realize this is a business decision. Yeah. I don't know. She's still suing them. It's just a long, that will take years before she sees any of that money. So yeah, I don't know. Her character was interesting. Yeah, and her boyfriend, the asshole boyfriend. Oh yeah, and he's been gone for like the last half of the yeah. season. <laughs> Ugh. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. What else? I mean, I think, um, oh, okay. So the, the last thing you had a question about was, um, so we, we know that the hack that they have been planning all season happens and that like all financial, uh, like all financial records are like now encrypted and can't be unencrypted. And so like people's debts are gone, but so are their pensions and all of that is gone. Um, and, uh, the end credits come and then there's this whole scene after the credits that we find out that white Rose, who was this kind of underground character that had been helping F society, Elliot's group, um, uh, played by BD Wong. He comes in as a woman in the one scene, and then in the oh, is end, that who it was? It's the same person. I wondered why. It, oh God! Yeah, so, so that's White Rose, sense. and I only know because I just I know BD Wong's face, yeah, um, well enough from all of his shows. So, <laughs> yeah, so he comes in dressed um, in a suit as a man. He comes into like this huge mansion where the CEO of Evil Corp and all of these other like. The, it's the one percent of the one percenters yeah and so i think this was in one of the reviews um but i'm trying to think what your question was just what what like was that what, what was that <laughs> so i think it probably helps to know that that white rose was the same yeah. guy um one of the reviews i had read was just talking about like this is the one percent of the one percent and nothing you do is going to stop them yeah like they are all sitting in this mansion just drinking, like listening to music. It's like a party. Like they're it's just having party, a fine yeah. time. Um, no one like looks overly stressed. No one's rushing around doing anything. Yeah. Like they're all just kind of riding it out or like figure plotting their next move. Yeah. Um, there is a second season and I think that this is going to be a major component mm-hmm. of the second season. So I do wonder if Angela comes into it in a different way yeah. if she kind of enters somehow that higher level of these CEOs and yeah. uh, power players. But it was more of just a teaser to me than it was like, there weren't a lot of questions answered. No, I think just more questions. Well, the whole <laughs> ending, like Elliot has pounding at his door mm-hmm. and he goes to open the door and then it cuts away. So we yeah. don't know who's yep. there. Yeah. And then the credits roll and I, for some reason, I felt like that wasn't the end, <laughs> and I was correct. Yeah, I would have never known if you hadn't told me to stick with the credits. Yeah, I was like, watch, like done, done exit, just, delete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was so that's so that's so interesting that they're the same person. So that guy's yep. working on the inside. So he's yeah, he's playing both sides of this. Oh. Um, and it obviously, I mean, it has to be to his benefit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It was a good show. I'm excited for the second season and to see where it goes. I think it just, it felt very unique and different from the other shows we've been watching lately. So I I appreciated that. Cool. Um, Yeah. Well, we would love to hear what you guys out there in listener land think or thought of the show. Um, or if you've decided to watch it now that you know. I guess our spoilers aren't really spoilers, considering the creator wanted people to figure it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. Yep. Um, also, it's been, like, all over the new, like, the yeah. reviews have been all over the internet lately. Yeah. And Basically. I don't think it detracts from watching. I don't think so. I think it maybe just gives you a different perspective. Yeah, I think so. So let us know what you think, and we'll love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. 
there is um, a show I've been talking about for a while. Yes. That you, you don't watch. I do not for called some reason. Fear the Walking Dead. I can't. Can I just say, I can't believe that you watch a show called Fear of the Walking Dead and I do not. Why? I love horror. Why don't you watch it? I have how no idea. How did you never idea. watch The Walking Dead? No idea. I just, I, oh, I know how. I was working in campaigns when it started. It was just too much. And it was, I couldn't. I didn't start watching Walking Dead, I think, until the third season. Yeah. I like caught up on Netflix and then started when yeah. the third season was on. It's definitely a show. Maybe when I'm not watching five new shows. Yeah, I mean, never, it <laughs> never seems like a good time to catch up on a season, like a series that's now in its sixth season. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now there's a new spinoff. Yeah pretty cool ish but it is funny that yeah like i love american horror story i don't like any other horror i only like zombies yeah nothing else just zombies that's hilarious (laughs) um so since you're not watching um we are going to throw uh part of this episode over to our guest host our midwest correspondent (laughs) carolyn kraut um uh, we're going to talk about the show. We're going to talk about who we think would survive the zombie apocalypse. And we're going to find that out in just about two seconds. Awesome. Uh, hey, Carolyn. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah. Um, we also, uh, earlier in the episode, uh, decided that your title was going to be Midwest Correspondent. Is that okay? okay. I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> I I uh, first called you the Midwest expert, and then Polly reminded me that all three of us are from the Midwest. <laughs> so yeah, that's true. My point was about that, that you're still there, so you're a correspondent. Mm-hmm. Great. Also there not important, a- just what I talk about. <laughs> yeah, I was... Um, have you been listening to Colbert's uh, podcast at all, like leading into the new show? Only the first two, maybe. Okay. So well, not all he of talked them. about uh, his early days on The Daily Show and back when it was still... Did he start when it was Craig Kilborn? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, but um, his uh, his title was The New Guy. And then he... <laughs> like that's what would come up on the screen. Yeah, it's just and he Steven accepted Colbert, the new that... Guy. He accepted that title under uh, the deal that, like, he will always be the new guy, even if new correspondents (laughs) were added. And I just thought that was really funny. That's awesome. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to negotiate for a different title, I'm open to it. No, this is fine. Okay. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the whole point uh, was to talk about Fear the Walking Dead. It's happening. It's on TV. It is happening. And it... (laughs) It is on TV. So what are your, or maybe we should do a little bit of background. Yeah. Um, it, so it's, it's not technically the prequel because it's an entirely different cast. It's based in LA. It's kind of pre apocalypse in LA. Um, right. Surrounding pre Rick Grimes waking up. Yes. Is the deal right? Yeah. So I think uh, some of the, the people that work on the show have said that this is basically like, covers the time period of when he was in a coma so it's supposed to be helping us understand how the outbreak happened how the apocalypse kind of came to be Mm -hmm. so yeah the premiere what are your thoughts maybe on just the the Um, initial episode which was an hour and a half yeah i think um it's slow 
it's kind of building up to something, I hope. But right now I feel <laughs> like it's just we're kind of seeing the outbreak happen yeah, because um, we didn't see that in The Walking Dead um, and just how people react to that. And they, they don't really know what's going. Um, I think you mentioned that a lot of it is like police violence and, and kind of just like community violence and no one really knows mm-hmm. what's happening. Um, I'm also assuming that in this universe we don't have George Romero and like zombies in the culture. I think that's oh, the assumption. Yeah. That's right. a really interesting point because no one immediately goes to zombie. Like nobody's like, oh, I shot that person and then right. they got back up. They're a right. zombie. <laughs> right. So, and it all starts with um, the teenage son. Nick. Um, is kind of a druggie, right? And yeah. He uh, goes into the hospital um, after having what he thought was just like a terrible terrible high from i don't know acid what it was heroin i think i think his choice is heroin yeah okay (laughs) um (laughs) so everybody thinks he's just hallucinating and then um travis the they're not married no they're not okay so is it miranda i'm trying to remember characters names because so far (laughs) it's just been so slow that yeah so i don't know any names so the the mom the main character mom is madison she's played by kim dickens um, and then the mom's boyfriend is Travis. So those are right, right. now the two lead characters are Madison and Travis. Um, right. Travis is played by Cliff Curtis. And then there's the daughter or the, well, the mom's two kids, uh, are Alicia and Nick and Nick's the heroin addict. And then, um, Travis has a son named Chris who kind of enters in the second episode. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, I think that the first episode was really good. It um, it was like a new kind of anticipation because yeah. we're seeing these people just react in a very real way. I mm-hmm. think that the personalities are real. Travis seems to be more of like a, a processor and a thinker. Um, so when he hears about Nick's, um, what everybody assumes is a delusion, he kind of like gives him the benefit of the doubt and goes to explore this church where he had this really bad trip yeah, and then sees just like this horror show of, of blood and everything. So, but we still don't really know. I mean, it could just be a really gruesome murder at this point. Cause we don't have, we don't know what zombies are. Yeah. Um, except he did. Um, one of the things he did witness was his friend who was there getting high with him. She was eating one of the other bodies. Right, Nick saw that. Yeah, Nick saw or, that. Because um, Travis, that wasn't there when Travis... But none of the bodies were there when Travis went to investigate. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so he just kind of sees this empty bloodbath in this church. Right. And we kind of see that, I think, that character trait um, later in that episode. Travis is... Um, he's teaching, right? Is English, I mm-hmm. think. I think or so. Literature of some sort. And... Uh, he kind of takes a chance on this kid who was sleeping in class and most teachers I think would just chalk that up to, Oh, you're not paying attention. Get out of my classroom. But he sort of like draws out this just more dialogue from him, gives him a chance. Um, and he just was really patient yeah. with him. So I think that that's, um, maybe foreshadowing Travis's character yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. it could be his Achilles heel. Yeah. You know, giving people a chance and then, <laughs> biting him later so to speak Mm -hmm. um 
Madison seems... I just want more from her. I mean, she seems... It's nice to have a female lead, but... um, It's just so empty right now. Yeah. I think that's one of the... um, Some of the reviews I've read, like elements that have been negative in the reviews or that there isn't a lot of a lot of depth to any of the characters yet like nick the heroin addict is has like the deepest character at this point and really like it's just because no one believes him and he's trying so hard to prove that he's not crazy i think Mm -hmm. to himself and to others that's giving him a lot to work with um madison in that way it doesn't seem like there's a lot of depth there yet, but to kind of counter Travis's very thoughtful and slow approach to things, she is very action oriented. Um, mm-hmm. I think it came up in the second episode, but they see uh, she's back in her school and they see the principal and there's clearly something wrong with him. And he starts to try to attack her and one of the students And she only tries to reason with him for maybe like 2.6 seconds (laughs) until it's like very much fight or flight. And she is going to fight him in order to get away. And so I think that action is kind of, it's going to start to weigh on her, but she's very much like protecting her family without thinking about others to some degree. Yeah. We also see that at the, I think it's at the end of that second episode where, um, she and her daughter are in her house because they tried to get meds for Nick, um, who's trying to wean himself off the drugs. Yeah. Um, so the families are separated. Um, and I think at the end we see a neighbor yep. getting attacked. Yeah. And the daughter wants to go help. And uh, Madison shuts the blinds, locks the, locks the doors, and just says, do not under any circumstances go outside. Just yeah, stay in the house. Yeah. We need to survive. Um, yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was interesting. Um, it's interesting having them be separated, the two families be being separated. And then, um, with Travis, so Travis is with his ex-wife yes, and son. Yeah. And so they were kind of going through what they thought was a riot. Uh, well, it was a riot, but yeah. we didn't know what it was about, but the son is capturing, um, the riot on video and was he streaming it somewhere? Cause he was like, dad, this is important. I'm here for a reason I, or something yeah. like that. I yeah. don't know. It was ridiculous. And he and everyone else with a cell phone. Yeah. Um, but then, so yeah, he was trying, Travis was trying to get the son, um, to safety and they find this like bodega, um, with this other family, Hector and Olivia or something. Yeah. Their names. Do we know their names yet? Um, I think that we should, now, if we do, is a different story. Um, Daniel. It's the Daniel. Salazar family. Yes, Salazar. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're... And I think, like, that was kind of my... Um, the first episode, like, the pilot goes through the characters a little bit and a couple glimpses into how this is happening, but it's really just appearing to be that violence, like you said. Mm-hmm. And then they separate so that Travis can go find Chris. And in the second episode, I think this is the, like, this is the dilemma that I see exactly how like the apocalypse happening, like how everyone has to decide. And I think you had pointed out um, maybe when we were talking earlier in notes that like, this is human nature. This is finding out like 
what are you going to do? You see that it's dangerous. How are you going to react? Are you going to warn your friends? Are you going to save only yourself and your family? Are you going to try to like save everyone around you? Um, we see that when Madison and Alicia are in the house and Madison's like, do not go save this neighbor. It's too late. It's too dangerous. And Travis is actually relying on the Salazar family to let him and his family into their like safe locked up place in Mm -hmm. downtown LA. And so there's all of these dilemmas. And I think the head of that household, like he didn't want to let them in. He was closing up his shop. He had like security bars for previous back in the day, LA riots. And he was closing up and had to decide to let them in. Um, So I think we're just starting to see a little bit more of that. And it's kind of, I'm hoping (laughs) this sounds bad. I'm hoping it escalates quickly. (laughs) I, yeah, I just remember being very bored. Yeah. Um, I, I like that it's focusing on the psychology, the sociology, um, cause that's what I like about the walking dead as well. You know, I think you also have later in the notes, which we can, um, tap into later, but just the whole zombie argument, um, oh, yeah. that there's either too many or not enough or it's too graphic or not graphic <laughs> enough. And it's like, the show is not really about zombies anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, it never really exactly was. Yeah. So, um, so that part I, I like, and I think it is going to be a slower burn mm-hmm. um, because it's it's more real. It's more how human nature evolves uh, sometimes quickly and sometimes slowly, I guess, depending on the situation. But I, I think this is very much going to be how these people, like how the evil comes out in people or mm-hmm. um, just I think what you said earlier, self-preserva- self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I think the one, um, the other thing that I'm hoping evolves some is the dialogue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a little bit weak. um, And I don't, I I honestly, I maybe this is me being indecisive. Like, I just can't tell if I appreciate that or not. Because right now it's just people like living their normal life. Like buses are running, trains are running, planes are running, people are going to school, people are still thinking about like college and cutting class. And so the dialogue in a normal day isn't always so deep. So Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. Like, I know that that is to be true. Um, So I'm okay with it kind of being light and a little bit naive at this point, as long as it evolves and we get some more of that depth. I think that'll help the characters a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, Matt brought that up about Travis. Um, mm-hmm. He just kind of, my husband, he just kind of looks looks at me and goes, this guy cannot act at all. He's not doing anything. He's not saying anything. But I see it in his eyes. Like, he is thinking. He's processing. Yeah. Um, and I think he's doing what any normal human being would do with that personality. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it is a little more real, a, a little more realistic. Yeah. Do you have any... Um so it's a six episode season, which is how The Walking Dead started. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any like predictions or expectations nope. of no? <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm just really, gonna keep watching. I really don't know what to expect. Yeah, um, yeah. I um, I here here's one thing um, because I think The Walking Dead does that human nature. Um, storyline really well i really wanted this to be more about the conspiracy 
of how the outbreak came to be. Yeah. I know it was never supposed to be that, but that's the show I want. Of, of like, the higher levels of the yeah. conspiracy of what's happening, how people, like, how structure or systems react. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, but even just, like, what is this? I would like to know what this is. What am I watching? You wanted answers. <laughs> okay. Do. Yep. You I want do. you want answers. And this is just going to maybe be more of how people reacted earlier in the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you could have done both. Yeah. I don't need to, to fall in love with more characters that I'm just going to see Get die killed. later. <laughs> um, I have enough of that in The Walking Dead. I have enough anxiety yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I don't really need any more of that. Okay. And honestly, I don't care about any of these people yet. Yeah. I know it's only two episodes, but... Yeah. I think that's fair. We'll have to see. Um, mm-hmm. The pilot definitely like broke all cable records of like the millions and millions of viewers. Um, but I did see it's dropped off a little bit for the second episode, and we'll see how it goes for the rest of the six. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think so... Did you have anything else about the actual show before I ask you my ridiculous question <laughs> that I have? Uh, no. Okay. No, I think we... Yeah. I think it's good. I'm gonna, I mean, There's nothing to cover yet. I know. I'll keep watching. There's only been two yeah, episodes. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. So this is really important. Are you ready? I think I know where you're headed. Yes. Uh, who of us would survive the zombie apocalypse? Including Polly? <laughs> Um, or just well, you and I, <laughs> we can maybe discuss her later since she doesn't yeah, really pay attention well. to zombies. So, okay. Oh, well, I think she'd out. be, she's, she'd be she's resourceful out. because, uh, her to be husband is good at hunting and fishing and probably good at sustaining life outside of okay. the grocery yeah, store. So point for Polly. Yep. Um, what do you have going for you? Um, I don't think I have a lot. Mm-hmm. I I live in a pretty heavily populated area. Um, I think that could work against me pretty quickly. For sure. I also live in a landlocked state. So while we have a few water reserves of fake man-made lakes and reservoirs, not a lot of easy access. Don't really nope. think it's sustainable. Nope. Um, I can't run very fast anymore. That's also true. I have no weapons training whatsoever. <laughs> I can't fix cars. Mm, um, mm-hmm. I would, however, and I think this is the only thing that will save me for maybe a couple days, is that I would be highly suspicious of everyone. That is an important trait. So <laughs> I'll give you that. I one. would immediately think it's zombies. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd at least kill shot every time. Yeah. I'd at least yeah. be ready to like know how to handle it. Should I? suddenly have stockpiles of food and water access and skill in weapons mm-hmm. and maybe access to getaway vehicles and maintenance right. so yeah yeah i don't think i have a lot going for me now that i've mm-hmm. really listed it all out mm-hmm. okay. uh, what about you <laughs> well um as listeners of your show would know i do train at a ninja facility that's true i consider so, you a ninja i i think that gives me a leg up on the competition yeah um, but pretty much everything else you said applies. <laughs> um, no, but I do, uh, Finley, Ohio is not very large. That's true. Um, 
which could be um, a negative in terms of gathering resources. Because I yep. have a Kroger and a Walmart. Yep. Um, no, we have more things than that. But <laughs> we have two Walmarts. Yeah. To be clear, uh, to there are from. two Walmarts. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not very fast. I have never held a gun. Um, I think I could uh, work a sword. That goes back to my ninja training. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, here's my biggest, um, biggest point against me is yeah. I, I don't like being dirty. <laughs> okay. Or wet. <laughs> this is not going to go well. <laughs> no, no. Um, the dirty husband, thing is going to be hard to. Yeah. My husband likes to point out ever since The Walking Dead started, I will not leave a grocery store without picking up gum <laughs> or wet wipes. <laughs> Wait, what? And sometimes, almost always both. <laughs> like, just in case something were to happen. Can you even... That world must smell terrible. <laughs> and I think... I <laughs> I think that uh, having gum and wet wipes, hot commodity. Yeah. I will be the queen of every little community that I join, should I choose to join any community. Yeah. No, um, I think those are great great mm-hmm. supplies to have mm-hmm. yep yeah i just need a bigger house to store all of my i mean if like i come visit that? you soon and you have a whole room that's just like boxes of gum and wet wipes <laughs> i'm going to be incredibly concerned i just want you to know that now okay that's fair because i mean you need that's to add fair. in food and water too like let's go full doomsday prepper here and oh, yeah. diversify your supplies yeah it's a good point yeah. Take that under consideration. Okay. Okay. So ultimately, between us three, yep. Polly might have the best shot. I think so. It's survival. <laughs> and she knows the least about zombies and does not watch yeah. zombie shows or really care no. at this point. But, but she's, I feel she's like got an outdoorsy husband. I feel guy. like John is really the, the linchpin to her mm-hmm. survival. Okay. So I'm probably just going to figure out wherever they go and then mm-hmm. I'm going to also go there. Team Polly all the way. Yeah. If you can make it across the country, you're welcome to join. Okay. I'll see what I can do. Okay. (laughs) Um, Well, oh, uh, last thing uh, before I let you go about your day is um, the fall TV show draft, which we have dubbed the fall showdown. Okay. I just came up with that. Um, Polly and I called you out a little bit for being so judgy during our draft. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wanted to give you the opportunity to defend yourself. Okay. First of all, that was the most ridiculous <laughs> draft I have ever participated in. Like, what? do you know how what? sports work? You've, you've drafted before. Okay. But admittedly, I've only played like fantasy football. And and all I know about the way that I have played fantasy football before is that it is not a normal way that anyone else plays it. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, that's true. So I don't actually know how any of this works. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I think like your first picks and I don't remember. And I think we both, um, the Google doc we had going on was really slow. So I I was having a hard time keeping track of who was picking what. Yeah. But, um, it's very clear that the three of us have different interests and strategies. And I think (laughs) 
that it went very well for me. Um, <laughs> what um, of the shows that you picked, what are you like most excited about? Okay, so I picked um, Scream, Scream Queens, which is really hard to say. Yeah, it really is. I messed Scream it up. Scream Queens. Yeah. Uh, the Grinder, Blind Spot, Minority Report, and Code Black. Yeah. So here, here's my thing. My time is valuable. I don't. Are you implying the mine is not? <laughs> I'm not going to make any. I think I've made plenty of assumptions today and I won't go any further about you. Um, but I don't feel bad about like just turning off a show if it's terrible anymore. Zoo, I think I got through maybe the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Maybe 20 and just had to turn it off. Yeah. No, oh, I think so, that was the right call. So I went for quality or what I perceive to be quality. I don't like um, conflict and drama, like competition-based drama, like reality okay. shows. Yeah. Um, and kind of like mellow, I guess like Grey's Anatomy would be like a melodrama. Yeah, I would say um, so. That's just, I don't like that. Okay. I like sci-fi, I like thrillers. Yeah. Um, so that's where I kind of... I focused on those. So I think I picked Scream Queens first. I have really high expectations for that because I really like the first season of American Horror Mm -hmm. and the first season of Glee. Okay. And uh, I think it's like the same writers or creators or somehow those two shows are mentioned. Okay. In the promos. Um, It looks very similar and a lot of similar characters too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Or actors, I mean. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Quantico, I think was the first pick. Um, I think that did... I picked Blood and Oil because yes, because I knew how badly Polly wanted Quantico. Okay, and I appreciate a good melodrama. Yeah. So. Yeah, Quantico just looks like it's going to be Grey's Anatomy and the FBI. Yeah, which might be great. It yeah. might be great, but I just I don't need that. I just need new stuff. Yeah. Like, you wanted the more original. Yeah. Okay. Which, you picked up Blind Spot, which I think I'll probably still check out and see how it is. Because it mm-hmm. is intriguing to me. It could be really good. It could be terrible as it well. It could also <laughs> be really terrible. So we're going to oh, I do. Out. I did come down pretty hard on the player. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I don't know that you I told actually me it was- saw... You told me it was going to be canceled before it even hit the air, which is what I have reported as fact. So, yeah. well, it actually, I think it looks kind of interesting. <laughs> well, I'm going to need to go watch something about it because I don't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I did either. I think I mistook it for something else or I don't know. But I remember seeing a 30 second spot for it and I just saw... Rolling the dice, things blowing up, Wesley Snipes, and then I was out. Yeah. Um, well, but we'll try to give it a better chance, I guess. Yeah. These sitcoms, though, all three of them look really strong. Yeah. Uh, the Grinder, um, Life in Pieces, which, who's green? Who are you? Are you Life in Pieces? No, uh, no Polly. Polly has Life in Pieces. Um, that, I think, is going to fill the parenthood void very nicely i hope so i think i just watched like a two minute promo for that today and it looks really cute yeah focuses on a family and 
different family members at different stages of their life, which is really fun. Yeah. I think. I have grandfathered, which is when John Stamos (laughs) finds out that not only does he have a son, but he also has a grandchild. It's going to be so great. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, it's only 30 minutes. It looks cute. Yeah. I don't Uh. know. It looks cute because, you know, I don't really, I'm not great with kids. And it looks, there There was a scene in one of the promos I watched where, like, somebody hands him the baby and he's just looking at it like, oh, his, not the pants, not the pants, your fingers are sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that same reaction to my niece and nephew. So. So you'll be able I'll to identify. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'll let you know if you need to tune in since it's not on your, um your required schedule i'll probably be watching it i think i'll watch a lot of these shows yeah that's what that's what else we were trying to figure out like what are you going to watch even though you don't have to for the fall showdown just because you want to watch them definitely life in pieces and grandfathered okay um i think the player now that i feel like (laughs) i didn't give it a fair shake i think i just okay you just don't watch it. Okay. Crazy ex-girlfriend looks really interesting. I need to go look Kinda up. Kind of like an oddball musical. Okay. At least that's what the trailer makes it look like. Yeah. Um, Worth watching the pilot. Mm-hmm. The Bastard Executioner. I'm not sure about this. I uh, So that's the same guy that wrote um, Sons of Anarchy? Yep. And I thought Sons of Anarchy was really good for a few seasons, and then it got ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. I'll probably watch it, but okay. I don't have high expectations for it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely not watching Rosewood, Blood and Oil. <laughs> none Limitless. of mine. My, <laughs> no, I have the worst picks ever. Yeah. Well, can't win them all. Yep. Or any. Yeah. I mean, I could win if we are scoring the worst shows and how long someone sticks them out for. Yeah. I know we still have to figure out a few side games and, and how this bracket's going to work. So yeah, there might be some potential for that. Yep. Some some viewer, not viewer, listener participation. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for coming today to talk about The Walking Dead and to defend defend your TV viewing yeah. honor. <laughs> with the fall showdown and we will be actually back with you uh guest hosting next episode um while polly is out on her honeymoon yes we're gonna talk about the emmys Mm -hmm. it's gonna be great yes (laughs) all right (laughs) thanks (laughs) it's always a pleasure see ya Well, I'm back. Me too. You're I'm still here. Yeah. You still. Didn't. Yeah. Still me. Still you. Shelby. Shelby. I'm Polly. Yep. Cool. Yep. This is Likely Story. Welcome. And we're now to our segment called Rumor Roundup, where we don't often actually tell rumors. It's true. <laughs> we also don't have any. <laughs> we do. Tom Brady. 
It's not a rumor. It's just an update. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Our rumor roundups usually aren't rumors or updates or... It's true, but (laughs) as we discussed earlier, we're really bad at naming things. And then I thought of the name Rumor Roundup, and I was like, this is cute. Uh, Sometimes there'll be rumors. Sometimes there were. So Tom Brady's uh, suspension was overturned. Yep. This means that the Steelers can beat the Patriots in their full power. I really appreciate your perspective on that. I have to be positive. <laughs> there was a really funny meme um, once the ruling was overturned in a normal court, not a quote unquote NFL court system, yeah. which is just Roger Goodall. Um, that's his name, right? Yep. Um, and it was like the four teams that should have been playing him when he was suspended and it was like that moment when you realize you now actually have to face Tom Brady <laughs> and it was like just really funny pictures of all the coaches of those yeah, four teams that's but, awesome. but I think that's a better perspective you yeah. can now legitimately beat the Patriots yeah. and I don't have to hear from people from stupid Patriot fans out there for the rest of the season if we would have won without Brady well that wasn't the real Patriots yeah Ugh. Ugh. so you'll be cheering for the Steelers on Thursday night. Mm. You're going to cheer for Tom Brady and the Patriots. No, 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 (laughs) no. All I'm saying is that... Oh, what am I saying? I'm getting married. I know, I know. (laughs) I will will cheer for them. Thank you. Yep. Yes. And then, the following Sunday, which will be the day before this airs, I'm getting so good at what I call time travel, the Broncos will have their season home opener... And it's going to be amazing. Go Broncos. Go Steelers. Oh, God, I love football season. Have you been reading um, Deadspin's uh, This Is Why Your Team Sucks? I haven't. Oh, you need to check it out. Okay. They just recently did the Broncos. I haven't read the Broncos one yet. The Steelers one was pretty harsh. (laughs) Yikes. Um, All of it true, (laughs) but pretty harsh nonetheless. Oh, no. Okay. Um, So I should be ready for that, huh? Yeah, but there's some pretty funny ones. Oh, man, this is amazing. We're going to put this in the show notes. Yes. Yes, we are. Cool. Okay, cool. Football. Football. It'll be great. Doing it. Um... Awesome. Is that all you have? That's all I have. That's all I've got. Congrats on getting married soon. Yay, getting married soon! (laughs) Congrats on getting the cat. Yay, thanks. Still happening. Still happening. Um, So we love uh, feedback, so tweet at Shelby, at Shelby Elizabeth, and you can tweet at me at Polly Ann with an E, K. Um, Or, like I said, we will have a Facebook page uh, this episode will be our big launch of it. It is facebook.com slash likely story show. So respond to our episodes, ask questions, make suggestions for future episodes. Uh, the what, what are we calling the TV? The fall, the fall showdown, the fall showdown. Um, we'll post some updates and reports there. So make sure to find us there. That'll be easier than finding our personal pages. Yeah. Um, awesome. And I have more to say. Oh, okay. What is that? Um, Do you need me to stall longer? No, I can, I'm there now. So support <laughs> us. Uh, subscribe in your favorite podcatcher co- app um, so you never miss an episode. You can use the RSS or iTunes buttons that are on our website. It's great for commuting. Woo! Which we both do. Yep. Um, support us directly on Patreon at patreon.com slash sunrise robot. And as always, a special thanks to Bruce Edwards and Andreas Langa. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.